0: Welcome to The Brian Buffini Show, where we explore the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. Here's your host, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of the morning to you, and welcome to The Brian Buffini Show. I have an unusual episode today, and this episode was directed by all of you. I have received countless emails and messages over the past year or so and a lot of times it's someone who's just starting out or just starting out their career or their business or whatever and they all ask the same question Mr. Buffini what's the one thing what's the one piece of advice what's the one thing you would say to me to help me be successful what's the one thing you would do again if you were starting out just so you know there is never one thing if you go to the movie City Slickers if you remember that you have a, a bunch of middle-aged guys right at that sensitive time in life who uh, head out to a dude ranch. And Billy Crystal and the guys, they, they get out and they're going to be cowboys for a week, drive a herd of cattle and do this whole thing. And they meet this old character whose name was Curly. And he was the foreman, the ranch hand, a lifelong cowboy. He would light a match off the side of his cheek. his rough, ready cowboy. And... He kind of gets into a conversation with these guys over the course of a few days. And Curly was played by the famous Jack Palance, one of my dad's favorite movie actors. So he's having a conversation with Billy Crystal, and they're out in the middle of the woods. And he's like, you know, you guys, you come out here, and you got all your knots and your rope, and you, you're trying to solve your problems. And he goes, you know, the answer to life's problems is just one thing. Just one thing. And Billy Crystal bites and says, okay, what's the one thing? And Curly turns to him and says, well, that's what you got to find for yourself. you got to find out what the one thing is. Well, here's where, for once in your life, you're going to get the revision of the movie. Because I may not be Curly, and I don't strike a match off my cheek, but I am actually going to give you the one thing today. And this is the one thing that has made me more successful than anything else I've ever done. It's the thing that's taken me the least amount of time, cost me the least amount of money, and contributed to my success more than anything else I've ever done. Now, in and of itself, there's other things you need to do, a number of other things you need to do to be successful, but this is one of them, and it's writing personal notes. And so today, our episode is entitled Taking Note of Your Success. Now, I have shared this particular sentiment with many, many people, many, many times over many, many years. And people sit there, they nod, Sometimes they stick their toe in the water and actually do some of this, get great results, and then stop. But for me, it's become a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle for me to write personal notes the way it is for me to brush my teeth a couple times a day. Writing personal notes is as much a part of who I am as what I do. And so I'm going to share with you my chronology with this. I'm going to share with you how I got into writing personal notes, where it came from. I'll share with you a little bit of how it resides this old idea of writing a handwritten note and why does it work in today's world and then i want to share with you some things i haven't shared many times before which is the actual technique of how i go about writing a note and then i'm going to share with you a bunch of stories that i hope will inspire you and encourage you into the power of a personal note when i first heard it it was 1987 i believe And the presidential election had just taken place. And George Bush Sr. had just beaten out Michael Dukakis. And he was being interviewed by the famous British interviewer, David Dimbleby. And he asked him, President-elect Bush, what's the one thing you've done in your life to make you successful? You've been a war hero, and you've been an athlete. You were a congressman. You were an oil magnate. You founded and created your own oil company. You were the head of the CIA. You were the vice president for eight years. You have two sons that are governors. You've had this huge success. What's the one thing you've done in your life to be successful? And George Bush Sr. gave the curly answer. And he said, personal notes. Personal notes. He said, I write at least 10 personal notes every single day to people I came in contact with the previous day, people I've had a good experience with, people who came to mind. It might be someone I just have lost contact with, someone I was thinking about. Or maybe someone who provided me a a small service the previous day and I wanted to acknowledge him now irrespective of politics the man lived a very and has lived a very very successful life and at the time he was being interviewed I was living in a very small house that happened to be white and he had just moved into a very large house that happened to be white here's the tip when the guy at the top of the ladder gives you advice and you're at the bottom of the ladder follow the advice of the guy at the bottom of the ladder no Follow the advice of the guy in the middle of the ladder? No. Follow the advice of the person at the top of the ladder. There it is. There's the winning technique right there. It's amazing how people will take advice from another broke person. They just have more conviction or they're more certainty in their stupidity. But when people give you advice, I used to see this with people in the real estate business. New agents would come along and they would take advice from an agent who was broke, but who has been around for four or five years and in very, very strong terms would give them advice. So I go, no. I take advice from people at the top of the ladder, because I'm all trying to move up one rung at a time myself. In the world we live in today, it's become so impersonal that a personal note is more valuable today by a long shot than when I heard all those years ago. And I've spent my career writing notes since the day I heard it. Now, that's the thing I would also give you. You know, I pour out all this information and share it with all of you, Because I'm a man who's been mentored and inspired by people who wrote books. And I went to their seminars. I listened to their cassettes and tapes and CDs or podcasts themselves. I'm a person who's a product of coaching and consulting. And the one thing is, though, when I get something that resonates with me, I go do it. So I'm not just listening to this stuff. I go do it. So when I see that interview, I don't know how many millions of people watched that interview that night. But I did. I know this. I applied those principles the next day i started writing personal notes the next day i would take 10 notes with 10 envelopes and put it by the phone that i used every day when i hired my first assistant i told her that was her job make sure i write 10 notes every day and if i didn't write the notes she'd put 10 more there the next day and i didn't do it every day so there were times there'd be 70 80 90 150 notes piled up waiting for me sometimes i'd take the weekend and catch up on the weekend but nothing in my career has taken less time cost less money and produce bigger results and in the impersonal world we live in today it's more valuable than ever it's interesting you now have technologies that'll actually write your notes for you in business they can actually make it look like it's handwriting they can come up with scripts and they can knock them out for you tons at a time you know I get one of those every year every year my insurance agent sends me a beautiful birthday card and it says dear Mr. Muffini it's so moving so moving The fact of the matter is, it's an impersonal note, and it makes a joke of things. It actually accentuates the fact of how little he knows about me. And so a personal note, well, now, that's a big deal. Now, why does it work? Let me give you a couple of principles here. The reason it works is that it's always read. That's the first reason. Picture your mail. Now, a recent report said, That the average household in the US receives one personal correspondence every seven weeks now think about it what's in your mail every day I know you have multiple pieces of mail most of it is direct mail or what we refer to as junk mail you have bills and you have catalogs or magazines or whatever you get you get a ton of things in the mail every day but picture this when you opened your mail and there's a personal hand addressed envelope and you can see it and it looks like a, an invitation or a birthday card or a personal card that's the one you stop and you open up first it is always read just picture picture you taking a personal note and throwing it in the trash can without reading it you might not sleep the fact of the matter is now picture the other junk mail have you ever taken junk mail and thrown it out without reading it have you ever shredded it without ever reading it I think you and I both know When you get a personal handwritten note, the first thing, it's always read. Now, that's very, very powerful in the world we live in today. You don't know if your marketing's been read. You don't know if your Snapchats and Instagrams and LinkedIn posts have been read. Oh, you can see it's been opened. But you don't know if it's been read. You write a personal note, someone's going to read it. Why is the next piece? Because it takes time. Because everybody knows it's everybody's most precious commodity. So someone took time just for them to write them a note. It's very powerful. The third reason is that it leaves a lingering impact, a lingering impact. Like if you have a fine wine, or you've had a nice meal, a nice dessert, and there's just a lingering impact. It's just a good feeling. Some folks, it's a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, a lingering impact, like a bouquet. It has a lingering impact. So it's always red. It takes time, and people value the fact that you took time just for them, and it leaves a lingering impact. That is big stuff. In the world we live in today, think about it. Think about all the nonsense that goes on in the world today. All the marketing. Oh, yeah, now they can find out, you know, based on your search prerogatives and whatever else, what you're into and what you're like, so the ad comes up in the right place. Oh, brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. But not nearly as powerful as a handwritten personal note. Now, the dynamic here is if you want to become successful at writing personal notes, you've got to do them every day. Every day. Every day that you work, You write a personal note. By the way, it works on days you don't work as well. It seems to me my wife really appreciates when I write her a personal note. My kids appreciate when I write them a personal note. My parents, my family, my friends, people appreciate being appreciated, and they appreciate you taking the time just for them. So for me, in my business, I made a commitment to write 10 notes every day to my database. Now, that was in 1987, In fact, when I first started, I didn't even have 10 people in my database to go write a note to every day. So I had to find people. I'd run out of people all the time. But when I went to a restaurant and I had a nice meal, I'd write a nice personal note and I'd see the name badge of the waiter or the waitress and I'd send them a personal note, sometimes like a little $5 Starbucks gift certificate or something like that, just thanks for the service. Really appreciate meeting you today. I would find people to write notes to all the time. And as I did that... My database grew. My database grew. And as I kept giving it out all the time, the real estate office I was in as a very young man, I used to write a note to the front desk receptionist to thank her all the time for when she took good care of my clients or put them in a conference room or whatever. Write her a little note just to thank her, just to thank her. You know, it was interesting. When I was in an office of over 100 agents, that receptionist, she asked me to represent her in the sale of her home. There was 100 realtors she knew, but she asked me, Why? because I appreciate it on a regular basis, it works. It's powerful. So you got to do it every day. And then you commit to the number of notes you write. Now, when you, do it, when you do it, you get into a habit, like I say, like brushing your teeth. Now, what I believe you should do is the night before you leave your office, or if you're working from home, you put those notes on the keyboard of your computer. And before you turn on your keyboard or your computer, or if you're using an iPad or some kind of pad of some sort you put it on the screen and you don't turn on the computer and you don't start the day electronically until you've written your notes the people you want to thank and appreciate from the previous day the people who came to mind from the previous day now in our company today we actually provide notes for our customers and we only ask them to write a couple of notes a day 50 notes a month we give them oh by the way Buffini & Company produces 10 million personal notes a year right now. One of the reasons why our clients are so successful. And again, I know there's people listening from all walks of life, people who have jobs and so on and so forth. And I'm going to give you tremendous examples. I'll tell you stories here today of how it works in all walks of life. But the fact of the matter is our average client earns 11 times that of their competitors. And this is one of the cornerstone strategies. And you think, how simple is that? It's simple to do. The problem is it's simpler not to do. It's not a complicated thing I'm talking about. But it is complicated in the fact that people put it off all the time. So let me give you a couple of techniques I use in writing personal notes. And I've been doing this a long time. Last year alone, I wrote 2,600 notes. Just last year. I have written tens and tens and tens of thousands of personal notes in the last 30 years. And I always follow up with it. And you know the thing I always get is people go, you're the only one who ever does this. When I did the media tour, and I was on all the biggest and brightest shows you can imagine, and I wrote each one of the hosts a thank you note for having me on the show, and the number of emails I got back that said, I've been doing this for 24 years, you're the first guest ever to write me a note. I hear that all the time. You're the first one ever. Yeah, No one's ever done this before. It's so unique. It's so unique, and it shouldn't be unique, right? This should be basic stuff, but it's not. Common sense is not common practice. So here's how I go about writing a note today. And obviously, having written tens of thousands of these, I've gotten pretty good at them. So here's what I do. I'll take a note. I'll take an envelope. A lot of times I'll have music playing in the background, but I'll just kind of sit there. And the first thing I do before I go write a note, take a nice deep breath and I close my eyes. The second thing I do is I visualize the person I'm writing the note to. The third thing I think about is what's their need or do they have a need? The fourth thing I think about is what are they going through? What are they experiencing in their life that I can think of or that I've heard of? The next thing I will think about is what are they into? For example, when you know, a friend of mine's team just won the Super Bowl, I wrote him a specific note and got him a little thing about his team that he was all jacked up about. Okay, And so the last thought that I have before I pick up the pen is how can I make this person's day? How can I make this person's day? Now, one of the way I make a person's day is I make my notes short. I do not write the Bible on the back of a stamp, if you know what I mean. I do not write real long notes. I write short notes. I don't have the greatest handwriting. My brothers used to say, my handwriting looked like a spider dipped its butt in ink and walked across the page. And so I've gotten better over the years. I print a lot, but I write nice short notes. But I do it, but closing my eyes visualize the person i think about their need i think about what's going on i think about what they're into and then i ask myself and i'll even say it out loud how can i make their day and when i finish the note as i'm putting in sometimes a business card or whatever into the envelope i sometimes think about the person receiving the note and the expression on their face and over the years you do that you get to do that pretty quick i can do that in moments and think and plan and go through it and bop bada, bop and write the note and write the note and write the note. And here's what I do. My door in my office is always open except when I'm writing notes. The door's closed, don't disturb me. I want to get into a flow, don't disturb me. And I'll tell you this, every time I do it and you see that pile of notes you just written, I'll tell you this, I've had a good day. I've had a good day. My business has had a good day. Personally I've had a good day. If I've written 10 notes today, there's a couple of those are going to be the only positive word some of those people will have gotten that day, that week, that month, maybe even this year. It might be a one drop of sunlight. Let me ask you the question. Have you ever received a personal note from someone and kept it? If you ever take a tour through Buffini and Company, come through my office, I get thousands of personal notes every month. But even that, I'm not jaded by them. There's a number of personal notes in my office that I've kept because of their meaning. Very, very powerful indeed. So let me tell you a few stories. That's what I'm known for. I like to tell a few stories. I'm going to tell you. I've been 30 years writing personal notes, so I should have a few stories. Here's one, for example. In 2003, our company was just kind of chipping along, chipping along. We were doing well. We were growing. But I wanted a breakout, and I wanted to introduce someone to one of our mastermind events that I thought would be very attractive to people. And I was thinking about content that would really be impactful and so on and so forth. And it just hit me that, you know, one of the things I've always been real excited by was the American Space Program. And I wanted to get Neil Armstrong to come and speak in an interview format to our audience. And we approached booking agents and all that kind of good stuff. And it was just not happening. He hadn't done a public appearance in 15 years. So we kept at it, kept at it, kept reaching out to him. And he agreed to it. And then he kind of backed out. So... I started a little letter writing campaign. And I just told him how much I appreciated him and what he'd done. And I thought here would be the value he could represent to our audience. I'd I'd love him to reconsider. And I got no response. But I waited about 10 days and I wrote him another note. Here's one other thing you did that I think would be a great value. And then um, I wrote him another note. You know, I was just researching this recently and I saw these videos and I saw what you did as a test pilot. I thought that would be of value. Then I wrote him one about how I thought how he landed on the moon with only a few seconds left of fuel to go through that process. So many of our clients are sometimes down to their last resources, and I thought that would be a value. So he finally takes one of my notes and writes on it. He writes across it. Are you going to keep sending me notes? And he sends it back to me. And I took a black marker to that same note and just wrote a big yes and sent it back to him. We had a phone call. We engaged. He came to our event in 2003. 5,000 people in Las Vegas, got to see an interview where he was transparent, our company built along with some very cool people, an intro video for him that was moved him to tears. When he came on stage, he was moved to tears. We had a fantastic interview. We had a great connection. He hung out throughout the whole event backstage, developed a connection with him, an interaction with him. He was a pilot. Next thing you know, he needed a ride one time and he flew on our plane to get where he wanted to go. I'd stayed in contact with him, and he's written me several wonderful letters. And I kept encouraging him to write his memoir. And finally, after years, I said, you know, if you pass away and don't write your memoir, a big miss will happen for the world, you know? And uh, he did, and he wrote notes. He said, I don't know if I'd have done this without your encouragement. Here's the thing. Here's a house painter's son from Ireland who came to America with 92 books in his wallet that followed these simple little principles to become successful. And it didn't matter who the guy was. I mean, Neil Armstrong, it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. I've met all kinds of people. But I can tell you, to this day, I doubt that I'll ever top that experience in being on stage. And for that fellow to say, you know, you influenced me by our relationship to go and do his biography and leave his memoir and the whole thing. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He actually gave me one of the patches he'd been on the moon with. If you want to hear that interview... It was episode 15 of the Brian Buffini Show and it's entitled An Interview with the Man in the Moon. One of my favorite interviews of my whole life. So personal notes are powerful. Where did I learn this stuff? I wrote some personal notes. I guarantee it didn't raise anybody's eyebrows. I've written thousands of them. But I'll tell you a story. All this note writing didn't start with Neil Armstrong. It started with the faithful little exercise of it every single day. Another cool story is I got a phone call one day. It was actually on Christmas morning. It was from a lady back in Ohio and she was calling me to let me know her father had passed away a I didn't know how she got my number B I didn't really recognize her name and when she mentioned her father's name I was kind of drawn a blank I kind of knew it but I kind of didn't I said I'm sorry you're gonna to have to refresh my memory here And she goes you saw my dad's house she told me the street address and I don't know why the street address clicked and all of a sudden the whole story came to light my career was booming I had dozens of appointments every week three, four a day. I'm going on an appointment. This gentleman was referred to me. He wants to sell his house. And as I go into the house, you know, it becomes apparent. He's selling his house because his wife has died and his daughter has encouraged him to move back to Ohio with her. And this man was very sad. He'd been married for 46 years. In fact, he was heartbroken. And I had like 25 minutes set aside to go do this appointment, go on to the next one, go on to the next one. But as I started connecting with this man and having a conversation, this man just wanted to talk about his wife. He'd walk around the house, and he'd show me a picture, and he'd tell me a story. So I send a message to my assistant to push back the next appointment, and he keeps talking, he keeps talking. I send another message, push back the appointment. Finally, I get to the kitchen table. We're here to talk about putting this house on the market, and I'm finding myself just really wrapped up with this guy. He was a World War II veteran, wonderful guy, raised a great family, and now here was his daughter saying, come on out and live with us in Ohio. So I actually called my assistant told her to cancel the appointments I spent the evening with him actually had dinner with him you know at that stage he's like you know I have no value anymore you know my wife is gone my kids have moved away you know and he was almost like trying to say the best thing for him to do be almost pass away and go home to be with his wife you know so the next day I didn't write him a note he got a letter and I just wrote him a letter and I told him just how impressed I was with the day that I was so taken with him I cancelled all my appointments I was newly married at the time And I said to him, you know, he was like a role model for me. And that if I were married 46 years, I hope I'd be as heartbroken as he is. And he obviously lived a tremendous life and serving his country and serving in the company he worked for. And, you know, here you are. You've built such a relationship with your family. Your kids want you to move back east with them. And I just told him, you're a hero of mine. You're a role model to follow. Well, anyway, you know, we did put his house on the market. He did sell. He never mentioned the letter, but he moved back east. And I lost track of him. And then his daughter called on that Christmas morning. And the reason she contacted me was the funeral had been the week before. And she said they decided to do the eulogy from her dad's personal Bible. And she said, when we opened the Bible, he used your letter that you wrote him as the placeholder for his daily reading. She said he had that letter in front of him every day for the past 15 years. And during the funeral service, she actually read the letter to the uh, congregation it kind of stopped me in my tracks obviously I'm still telling this story to you today but it was just how meaningful and powerful it was just a few words could mean to somebody and that's the power of a personal note it sets the right words at the right time to the right person and in a world today that is just totally consumed with itself moving at the speed of light and kind of interested in no one other than itself When you take the time to invest a little energy and a little emotion to try to make somebody say, it's amazing how it works. Now, let me kind of walk you through the other side of it. Let me sell you on some of the benefits now, as a good salesman should. We had an intern uh, working at Buffini Company uh, a few years ago, and this young lady was uh, with the University of Arizona, and she did a nice job here. And one of the things the interns get to do, they get trained a lot. They get to go through what we teach and how we teach it, and they go through all of that stuff. And so she took it all on board. And one of the things was writing parcel notes. Well, she went back and in the town of Tucson, where the University of Arizona is. She wrote me a letter because she was saying everyone who was graduating, who was following the recession, all of her buddies were just crying the blues. There was no jobs. There's no jobs. There's no jobs. There's no jobs. No jobs. And they all said, we're going on interview after interview. And interview, we're getting no response. We're getting no offers. So she said she went on 17 job interviews in a 60 day period of time and following that day she wrote a personal note to every single one of the people who interviewed her then she also wrote a note to the person who was the boss of the person who interviewed her and she said she got 16 job offers from 17 companies all of her friends are crying the blues all of her friends are saying there's no work she's going on the job interview And I'm not going to say it was only because of the note, but I'm certainly not going to say it wasn't because of the note. It's very, very powerful. When my son was being recruited, every time we got a call from a recruiter, he wrote him a personal note. The recruiter would say, I recruit 400 kids a year, and no one's ever done this. No one's ever done this. No one's ever done this. this." That's all we'd ever hear. It is very, 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 very powerful. I do it today. You know, people think, okay, I produced a book, and of course it's going to be a bestseller just by osmosis. Let me tell you, nothing happens by osmosis. Let me tell you one of the things I did. I wrote a personal note to the top 50 most successful immigrants in America, and Canada, by the way, and I wrote them all a personal note. I had researched their story, found out about them, one or two of them I'd met before, and I wrote them all a note. And These are all uber successful people, many of them billionaires. And I got so many responses from these people, and all because I took the time to write the personal note. I can tell you story after story, example after example. Here's all I can say to you. There isn't only one key to success, and there isn't only one secret to success. Curly might have been talking about more profound things than that. But I want to share with you is that nothing in my business has taken less time, has cost less money, and produced bigger results than a handwritten personal note. And I hope this is something that encourages you to either start or continue on something that you can do to make other people's day. Because think about this. If the tens of thousands of people listening to this show all made a commitment to write just a couple notes a day, then it means maybe, I don't know, 100,000 people, 200,000 people a day will have their day met. How are we doing in a month? How are we doing in a year? That's how you change the world, bit by bit, one person at a time. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to head over and leave a review on iTunes. I love getting your reviews. I have a couple here I'm going to read. P. Denny said, this is not a real estate podcast. I came to the Brian Buffini show expecting it to be all about real estate. It turns out it's an incredible dose of motivation and inspiration for living a great life. Well, thank you, P. Denny. Here's another one. Everything Brian says is fantastic. Well, thank you. (laughs) And so uh, it comes from a place of giving and experience and kindness with the desire to help and improve. And so thank you for that. I really like this one from JJ67154. It says, thank you, Brian, for helping me develop a singular fundamental practice listening to this podcast. I'm putting in the good stuff and it has made a major impact in my life. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, those are reviews that are like personal notes to me, and I appreciate them. I love hearing your feedback. Today's show was in direct response to so many of your posts and reviews and emails I've received, and even some personal notes. So I hope it was a good fit for you, and I hope it really encouraged you in your day today. I also know this. If you'd like to make our day here at Buffini Company, why don't you do this? Our goal is to positively influence as many people as we can, so why don't you share this show with someone you care about? That's all we want to do, spread the good word. So as I finish here today, I leave you with a little Irish blessing that my grandfather always said, but I wish he would have written down for me. It goes like this. May the roads rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sunshine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. We'll see you next time. Hi listeners, David Lally, producer of The Brian Buffini Show here. That was some fantastic content. Hard to believe the power of a simple personal note. But like Brian said, staying connected is more important today than ever before. At Buffini & Company, we developed a CRM to help our clients stay connected and organized. ReferralMaker CRM prioritizes your activities daily, basically so that you know what to do and when to do it, even if that's writing a personal note. And we wanted to give you guys a special offer to access your own free trial of referral micro serum go to buffiniandcompany.com/slash/free trial. Once again, buffiniandcompany.com/slash/free trial. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.